I was doing the work, I was putting the effort in, and it didn't um, convey into business. I had a few clients, but it didn't it didn't feel to pay off. And I had moments that I was driving home, wondering, what am I doing wrong? This is the Credibility Coach Podcast, the show dedicated to helping you build, grow, and sustain a successful coaching business. All right, coach, are you ready? Let's do this. Hello, 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 and welcome to the Credibility Coach Podcast, episode number five. My name is David Sargent. I'm your host, and this is the podcast that's dedicated to helping you grow a successful coaching business. Well, wherever you are in the world, I hope that you and your business are well, and I've got a treat for you today. Because I've got a good friend of mine, a successful business coach and speaker who's got an inspiring story and also has used social media, specifically live streaming, to generate over £12,500 worth of revenue in the last 12 months and in general attributes over £37,000 of revenue directly related to marketing on social media. And this is a guy that didn't know epic amounts of inside knowledge about social media. Yes, he spoke to me a few times just to get that in there. But this guy, Hugo, my good friend, did not have amazing uh, marketing knowledge and background. He just went for it. He just actioned it. So, guys, this is going to be a really inspirational and hopefully motivational episode for you as we discuss that and loads of other things, because I tell you one thing about Hugo, right? Check this out. So Hugo's originally from the city of Rotterdam in the Netherlands, and in 2008, at the age of just 33 years old, he decided to move his entire life, along with his young family, to the UK and become managing director for a multinational Swedish shipping company based here in Essex. At that time, in 2008, right, we all remember what was going on financially in the world at that time. He had the economy, the shipping industry, the common beliefs and the company culture stacked against him. And he had a really difficult challenge ahead of him. But despite all of that, and for those that know Hugo, know that this is just typically Hugo, he grew the company and he had and, and the company had its most successful four years in over 40 years So during this time, he learned valuable lessons on dealing with unpredictable circumstances in business, and he provided inspirational leadership to his 420-strong workforce in hugely uncertain times. So my questions are, is how and why did he go from being a successful managing director on on a very good package to becoming a business coach and a speaker? And how did he get coaching clients at the beginning, right? And How did he then grow his coaching business? What challenges has he faced along the way? Because I should imagine there's been a fair few. What insights and advice can he share with us today to help us learn and grow our coaching businesses? I really wanted to know the answer to these questions. So, my fellow coaches, I say, let's find out. This is the Credibility Coach Podcast. Hugo, welcome to the Credibility Coach Podcast. I'm really excited to have you on. Been looking forward to this. I'm glad we finally got it booked in the diary. We do obviously go back quite a way. We've learned a lot from each other over the years. Absolutely. Um, let's start by telling our wonderful listeners out there a bit about you and your coaching business and how you 
managed to end up as a business coach. So my name is Hugo High, and as you can hear, my accent is not from Essex. I am originally from Holland, and I moved here in 2008 to head up the UK division for a Swedish company. And I did that for a number of years and went with, through a massive transition uh, with that company. And over the years, I've learned so many things, so many concepts, and I realized that other businesses could benefit from that as well. So in 2013, I actually took the decision to, uh, to leave that career in shipping and start my own coaching and speaking business. So uh, yeah, since 2013. And that's a massive decision to make. And I'm sure that a lot of coaches listening right now have actually been through a similar decision-making process. You were managing director of an international company. How, do, how does one go through that transition and make that decision? I've always been a firm believer of coaching. Um, in Rotterdam already in my career, I had coaches. And also during the transition in the UK, I was uh, working with a coach, uh, Ray Moore, at uh, Fluid Business Coaching. So when I took the decision to go into coaching and go into speaking, I had a chat with him and, well, he said, what are you going to do? And I said, well, I would love to help other businesses. I would love to share the knowledge, all the things that I've learned, sometimes the hard way with other business owners. Um, and he said, well, why don't you join us? Um, so that's why in September 2013, I uh, joined Fluid Business Coaching as a coach. And because I love Speaking, um, I also speak at uh, conferences, uh, seminars and networking events uh, to yeah, share what I've learned. And I'm sure that so many people listening right now have started out in their own coaching businesses, maybe recently, maybe they're further down the road than you are right now and me. Just share with us a little bit what it was like personally for you making that transition from going from being a managing director in, in, a, in a business leadership mindset to now being a coach, uh, a business coach where you're helping people like you were in a previous life, what was it like walking into a an existing successful coaching practice like Fluid and having to just build your career again from the start? And you know that includes obviously building up a, a client base too. Well, it's a very good question. And ultimately, we all start from scratch. I obviously gave up a very nice package um, to start from scratch. And... That are the moments that you want to talk to people that have been there, have done that, and that can pull you through it. And of course, it doesn't really matter whether you've come from being made redundant or you've got you know, a good financial history or foundations. You're starting on a level playing field. And like you say, that's why it's so important to surround yourself by other like-minded coaches, right? Which is the whole reason why the Credibility Coach podcast has actually been set up in the first place for that reason. And I know for sure uh, we've been speaking about this podcast and, and the value that you want to bring with this podcast. And I know for sure, I know for a fact, because I know you, I know for a fact that in the coming episodes, the people that you invite and the stuff that you share is instantly applicable by your listeners. This is stuff that I have taken away, that I have learned from you. I have applied it and it has worked. It just validates everything for me. And I really appreciate you giving me that insight. Hugo, as we know, um, we spend a lot of time as coaches working on our own. Mm -hmm. And sometimes if we're not actually surrounding ourselves with other people, like-minded individuals or using resources like the podcast, for example, to connect us all together, it can be quite 
a lonely existence as a coach. Mm-hmm. Um, I know that I've definitely had my battles with feeling a bit excluded. My family and friends don't really understand what I do fully. I mean, you know, you can tell someone what you do, but they don't really understand mm-hmm. what it's like from day to day. What is the biggest challenge or, or the low points that you've had to overcome in your coaching business so far in the four years that you've now been an established business coach? When, when people go into coaching and whether you had your own business, you sold that and you decided to go into coaching, whether you had a career and you decide to go into coaching, obviously me too, I thought I have all this amazing stuff uh, ready to share with the world. And what you more or less expect is that the moment you announce I'm going to be a coach or a speaker, that there is this big queue outside waiting uh, to, to work with you. And the fact of the matter is there is no queue. So I think one of the things that instantly I had to overcome was there's not people waiting for me to go speaking. There's no people waiting for me to go coaching. And I think at the beginning, that is a harsh reality, especially when you had a good and successful career, when you had a very good and successful business, you more or less raise your own expectations that people are just queuing up to work with you and the queue ain't there. How did you deal with that? It's very easy to look out of the window and see who you can blame. But I think the best thing to do is look in the mirror because then you know who can do something about it because that is you. So that is something I very quickly realized that um, for my coaching business to change, for my circumstances to change, I had to change. I had to change my uh, perception, my perception of me, um, but also apparently we need to convey to the world what we have to bring because the world doesn't automatically know that. And you know, so many coaches right now, and if this is you listening, guys, it's, I can't stress and reiterate what Hugo just said enough. You need to have a real true understanding of what your value proposition is, who, who you are as a coach. You have to understand what it is that makes you different from the next coach along, but also to yourself. How do you really help? It's so important because once you believe in yourself and you have have a really firm understanding of what it is that you do and where the value is that you provide, when you're speaking to people, whether you're writing a blog post, recording a video, presenting at a workshop or an event, then you can speak with conviction about it. Yeah, because that is, I think, uh, a very, very key point. When you go, uh, when you are a coach, when you go to networking events and you go to conference and stuff like that, you see that you're not the only one. You're surrounded by other coaches, life coaches, business coaches, and you have the feeling that you're competing with all these people. But the good thing is when you realize what your strength is, when you realize what your value is, then suddenly you're not a competitor of all these people around you, but you can just be you. You can just be your unique you adding value to the marketplace. And I completely agree with you, but it's not always plain sailing, is it? It's easy for us to sit here now you know, my business is going well, yours yours is obviously going well, and it's not always been like that, and it might not be like that next month. No, and I and I vividly remember, especially in the first, well, probably first year, first one and a half years, that I was doing all the work. I was on social media. I was visiting all networking events. People probably remembered if, uh, if they're from this area because I was everywhere. And um, I was doing the work, I was putting the effort in, and it didn't um, convey into business. I had a few clients, but it didn't It didn't feel to pay off. And I had moments that I was driving home wondering, what am I doing wrong? 
you know, so many people right now probably relate to you. I definitely do. What did you actually figure out or what changes did you make that got you through their moments? Because I vividly remember my own moments going home to Sarah and my wife um, and, and just, she's just looking at me saying, we need cash, like we need money coming in. And I left a, a job that was paying me a regular salary and that almost was pretty much halved it was just a difficult time of my lives and just thinking about now brings it all back how did you manage to overcome that that low moment well when you when you are on your own it it is very difficult to do that so make sure that you got somebody to talk to make sure that if you are a coach you got to coach yourself Um, because like I said I've always been a firm believer of coaching and I have always had a coach when I was in business but also as a coach and I'm working with Peter Bulka the transition guy, uh, absolute amazing, uh, fantastic coach. And why am I saying that? Because he is putting it straight to me. He's giving it straight to me. He puts that mirror in front of me. And when I'm sometimes moaning and howling and crying, he will put the mirror in front of me and say, well, you go take a good look. Because when we come out of business and we know so many things and we have all this stuff that we want to share with other people, I think one of the most important things that we need to realize is that when we start working with people, we can't just dump everything that we know on them. And I think for me, the biggest realization was that it wasn't about me. So when I started talking to uh, potential clients, it was always about what I had done, what I knew, um, how good I was, how much value I could add to the business, how much change I could make uh, make them go through and etc etc all the results that I could bring to them but ultimately when you are a coach it's not about you it's about your client and how you can help your client and that was my biggest realization and one of the models that I use um, in my coaching with coaches marketing coaching for coaches um, is the scales of credibility and I always say that the, a massive mistake that uh, coaches, I see coaches making all the time with their marketing is that if you imagine some scales and on one side is expertise and on the other side is trustworthiness, right? You've got to get the scales balanced out evenly rather than just promote the expertise side or just try and build the trust without proving your expertise at the same time. It's once we get them scales leveled out and in line, which is credibility, which is where a conversion happens. Something, some chemical reaction, a buying decision is made that that potential client, that prospect now trusts you. They know you're an expert. That's a given. They now trust you. They know you're credible and they're prepared to have a conversation with you about potentially taking things to the next level. People will always shout from the rooftops about what they're good at. You know, I'm an expert in this. I can help you with this, blah, blah, blah. And they completely take their focus off of actually, do you know what? Coaching is built on trust and it's built on you being able to to help your client make a positive change or overcome a challenge, but it's about them first and foremost, not about you. So when you make your marketing all about them too, mm-hmm. that's when people start relating and want to schedule in them free consultation mm-hmm. calls, right? Absolutely. This is the Credibility Coach Podcast. The golden egg question, Hugo, that everybody asks is, how do you get coaching clients? So what is working for you? How, how have you managed to build your business what is your strategy currently for getting clients? Now, remember, there are coaches in all different disciplines listening in. It's not just business coaching. It's not just life coaching or executive coaching. There's a whole spectrum of coaches listening. So 
even though the industry changes, I'm sure the marketing principles will remain the same. Okay, so everyone listening, bear that in mind. So you go, what is working for you right now? And that is not just one thing. But if I just look at the two things that have worked for me over the past years, um, one thing is referrals. Uh, existing clients that are introducing me to their friends, their business partners, their, their uh, relationships. Um, uh, that is number one, referrals. The other one that has made a massive impact in my business is the networking. Meeting other people, uh, speak at networking events, um, and position yourself there of uh, what value you can actually bring to businesses. Like so many coaches, myself included, you know, referrals are absolute gold dust. Obviously, the main problem with referrals is you can't scale referrals, right? You can't mm-hmm. just turn the volume up on the referrals. You can really try by, you know, refer, there's referral strategies where you can obviously ask your clients and, and create a referral model, but you can't really scale it because you're relying on other people. Networking, of course, networking is fantastically powerful, especially if you're confident enough to be able to go and speak at these events too, right? But there is one tiny little bit that you left out there isn't there about marketing and um, we also should congratulate you as well on recently completing a challenge i'm not going to take this away from you would you like to share with what it is yeah because the one that i've left out is social media um as i've mentioned when we were talking about the books it is about be known it is about being known in the marketplace and i think we live in 2017 we live in a brilliant era where there are so many platforms on social media where you can put yourself out to the world. And I indeed have completed a challenge. Um, last year, I took on a challenge from a fellow uh, speaker and coach, Michel Poulard, and he challenged me to do a daily live stream for a whole year. And at the time, when people are listening now, you might think that Facebook Live has been around for, for years. Well, it hasn't. It has not been around uh, for a whole year. So I started off at Periscope, which is a live streaming platform. And after 50 days, I decided to uh, move from Periscope to Facebook Live. Uh, I remember telling you at the time, you were saying about, oh, you know, not many people are tuning in or I'm not sure the quality of the audience. And I was like, man, have you have you heard about Facebook Live? They've just started literally rolling it out. And I think at the time, I had the facility on my phone to be able to go live on Facebook and you didn't or a couple of colleagues didn't even have the live. It was that new that they were strategically rolling it out and you obviously were a massive early adopter of that and and then you started streaming daily on there. Yeah, and and also there, if we're looking at the platforms where where to uh, put your message out, um, again, where is your audience? If your audience is hanging out on LinkedIn, get on to LinkedIn. If you're audiences on Instagram or wherever, then make sure that you are putting your stuff out there. And yeah, I, I swapped, um, I switched from Periscope to uh, Facebook Live for the simple reason that on Facebook Live, you can target your audience. So if you want to boost your videos, if you want to boost your material, um, you can target your audience specifically. And I also want to mention here, because I had a conversation with you, when clever marketing people uh, tell you, uh, well, that's a no-brainer, then no waiting, of course. So I did move over to Facebook Live, and I only recently completed my 365th um, consecutive live stream. And congratulations again. Thank you. Massive round of applause for one person in the <laughs> studio. Um, you know, you've had to dig deep at times to maintain the delivery consistency on mm-hmm. it. Um, just going to quickly rewind right now, because there might be some people that are thinking right now, this has just blown my mind. 
So Facebook Live, essentially, you can take a smartphone. They've rolled it out to laptops now as well. You can, from your personal profile and from a Facebook business page, essentially broadcast live. So what Hugo's referring to with uh, Facebook Live and Periscope are the same thing on different channels. Periscope's owned by Twitter um, and grew massively. Before that, there was an app called Meerkat, which unfortunately went out of business. I was an early adopter of that channel. Um, Periscope, um, owned by Twitter, Facebook Live, of course, two massive, massive players. And then you've got YouTube as well that also do live broadcasting now too. Um, so there's lots of different options. Don't get overwhelmed by it. It's really, really simple. And I think you're going to love the incentives that Hugo's about to share with actually the impact of um, all this social media for young people and the kids and it's, no one watches. Well, Hugo, you're a testament that actually if you use it in the right way and be consistent with your message as a coach, good things can happen, right? And when I say good things, I mean revenue. So let's let's have a quick talk about that. What have you got for us, Hugo? Well, I, I, I'm a firm believer in the commercial reality of, of life. Uh, we're all in business and we are business coaches of life coaches or executive coaches. Uh, but ultimately, whether you want a little bit of money or a lot of money, you need some money to pay the bills, to uh, do whatever you want to do. And I'm uh, working with a lot of teams. I'm uh, speaking on leadership. And a lot of these things are often considered as soft skills. And maybe also social media is sometimes uh, concerned, uh, considered as soft. And it's the woolly stuff and it's the people just hanging out together. Well, the commercial reality of my Facebook live streams uh, was... £12,500 worth of business directly related to the Facebook live streams. And in, if, in one year? In one year. Right. So, um, and the total... I mean, I mean, sorry, I mean, hands up who would want to earn £12,500 extra revenue a year just from going live and talking. Talk about it, I'm not dismissing it, just go live. But when you think about it, essentially all it is is picking up your smart device, pressing live and talking, right? And it's and also, if you look at the hours, the total hours that uh, I've done the Facebook Live is 30 hours. So take 12,500, uh, 30 hours, that is just over 400 pounds an hour. <laughs> By un- holding a phone in your hand and streaming live. And I think that is... Uh, so you've earned 12,500 pounds for 30 hours worth of work. I mean, that's under a week's worth of work. And you've earned £12,500 for that. Yes, and that is my Facebook Live. And if you look at social media, in t- social media in total, because I did an analysis to see because I believe in the facts. Um, so I looked at the facts and I said, so what revenue has social media brought to me in the last couple of years? And I, well, it's £37,500. Uh, that social media, my activity, so that is writing blogs, that is putting posts out on Twitter, that is being on Facebook Live, on Periscope, all these different things together that is work directly related to uh, my social media presence. And, and what, what, what's the context of this money, though? Like, we'll come into the how in a minute, but what's the context on the revenue that was there? So where has that come from? Well, a very simple, um, just a simple example. I was putting a quote out on Facebook uh, every day, just an inspirational quote. And I got a, a message from somebody who said, wow, that's so massively inspirational, you're putting that stuff out, and sometimes it's very timely. 
Um, and I know not everybody's a fan of these quotes, but I put them out every day. I even took them just from a calendar and I was just posting them <laughs> I remember that. Um, from, a, from a calendar. And I got the message from, from the guy. He runs a business and he said, Hugo, that's uh, so inspirational. So I met up with him and I've been coaching him now for a year. So he's a one-to-one coaching client for a year. How did, how did, and I'm sure a lot of people are going to want to know this. This is the sort of stuff that you don't just see everywhere. You don't have to disclose who it is, etc. But just like talk us through that quickly. So he contacted you and said, thanks, Hugo. What a great quote, etc. What happened then? And then I uh, said, well, uh, I'm happy to have a chat with you. What, just to get a better understanding of what it is you do, what your challenges are. Uh, so you made it all about him. I made it all about him. That's what it is about. Because at that moment, I did not know if I could help him. Apparently, I had helped him by putting out a quote. It's the same with some of the Facebook Live. Uh, Last year, somebody was looking for a coach. So they put out on Facebook, um, for my business, I would like to uh, have a coach. And then one of my neighbors, because she knows what I do. So again, if you're active on social media, your family, your neighbors know what you do. Because how many of your neighbors do actually know that you are a coach? So my neighbor put me on Facebook in the comment. Um, I had been in touch uh, with the person and signed up as a client. So again, and, and sometimes it's also difficult to pinpoint to say, well, this happened and uh, I put out this video and then I got the business. Yeah. Yes, there is examples of that as well. But ultimately, well... You talk about credibility. And when people want to work with you as a coach, what they do is they're going to look you up and they're going to verify how credible is this. Because we can all shout as loud as we can uh, how good we are, that we are the greatest, that we are the number one, um, that we are the number one bestseller on Amazon. Well, congratulations with that, but we all (laughs) know the tricks to get there. Ultimately, people are going to look you up. And that is where they can paint a total picture, a a complete picture about your credibility. And I absolutely love the name of your live stream, by the way, which is called The Daily Dose of Dutch, which I remember you talking probably two years ago before you even decided to start doing it. You were were contemplating just creating a show in general called The Daily Dose of Dutch because it's just so catchy and it's just you. Um, can you just tell us what sort of content you were actually creating in your live streams? Well, the content that I created in my live streams uh, was obviously about what... I noticed my clients uh, encountered on a daily basis because people have asked me, are you ever short of topics? Are you ever short of what to say on Daily Dose of Dutch? And actually, I hardly ever had it that I uh, couldn't think of something for the simple fact that when I'm working with my clients, the same problem, the same challenge comes up with all of them. So in my Daily Dose of Dutch, I was just talking about these challenges because obviously they were not the only people struggling with that. And if I look back in my, uh, in my year, uh, the total views was 55,000 views. So obviously, uh, people were coming back, watching the videos, and obviously, I was adding value to their lives. And the, ma- the magic, obviously, about doing this sort of thing, when you're, you're putting stuff out on social media, is that the content doesn't just disappear. It stays with us, and then we can actually reuse it in some other format as well right so are you doing that for, for yourself yeah so i've saved all the videos all the live streams that i did i've i'm uploading them at the moment onto youtube 
So on my YouTube channel, I am transcribing some of the, uh, some of the videos into blogs. Um, and I might even use some of the audio to do a podcast in the future. This is the Credibility Coach Podcast. So all of the links, again, just to mention to you guys that, you know, if you want to check out Hugo's um, live streams, you want to check out some of the content, maybe you want to have a look at the sort of strategy that Hugo's using. The links are all in, to, uh, in the, uh, the show notes for today. So just head over to credibilitycoach.com, find the podcast episode there, and you'll be able to find out all the links, connect with Hugo, et cetera, as well, and, and look at some of the stuff we're going to post up there too. Hugo, you make it sound so easy, right? You make it sound like, oh, yeah, no, hey, I just jumped on social media. I increased my revenue levels. I've got all of this content to use, and life is good. But it wasn't always like that. It's not easy. What would you say to coaches right now in all different um, coaching industries? I thinking actually, do you know what? I'd like to do that. I'm not quite sure where to start. Um, and I'm not sure that I've got, if I'm good enough. Like, did you go through that thought process? And what would be your words to them? Well, I could be very Dutch with you here and very direct. But ultimately, it comes down to the action that we take. We can dream what we dream, we can goal set what we what we want to goal set, but ultimately it comes down to the doing. And no, we're not perfect the first instance we're doing something. If I look back at my first live stream and the last one, and people have, um, have said that, it's absolutely phenomenal, the learning process and the development that I've, I have gone through with doing that. If you look at the use of social media, I didn't initially know how uh, certain things worked. But then what you do is you find out, you discover. And if you are a coach out there and you are considering uh, maybe this is good for me, all I can say is go and do it. Try, practice, review, try, practice, review, because ultimately you will get better. It is. Just put yourself out there, guys. I cannot stress it enough. I come across to people that I, you know, I know what I'm talking about, that I'm confident. I'm a massive introvert. Like I'm talking to you now because mm-hmm. I, I'm really comfortable um, on the podcast. This is my domain. It's my office, my studio. You know, I've got my, my guest here, Hugo, on the show. But I'm an introvert, and it took me a long time to get the, the confidence. I was worried that I was going to be embarrassed in front of my friends and my family, that I might say something that I, I regret or my hair doesn't look right or I look stupid or I sound stupid. My Essex accent, you know, it's a common joke in the UK. Sounds stupid. <laughs> it's a common joke in the UK that, you know, the Essex accent is taking the mickey out of. So I was conscious of that. But then I thought, you know what? Being polite, sod it, in a very <laughs> British way, sod it, that I'm just going to do this and I'm going to put myself out there. And it grew my my first marketing agency, my first marketing business, by putting myself out there, right? Just do it. Don't be in love with the idea of getting clients with social media. Actually, make it happen for yourself. Absolutely. And something that is, I think, very important for people to realize is that you have to find something that works for you, something that suits you. If live streaming is not your thing, then record the videos if you want to write then go write but do something and if you don't know where to start then get in touch with people like david because they can help you make that next step yeah absolutely talk to somebody that's in your network or drop me an email david at credibilitycoach.com i'm gonna crash my mailbox now but just just reach out 
um, ask some questions. You know, you can connect with me on social media too. Just go to facebook.com forward slash credibility coach. Join the Facebook group over there. Join a community of coaches where we can all ask questions, learn from each other, and obviously subscribe to the podcast. But the most important thing I will say is understand your clients. That is key. Once you know what they are struggling with day in, day out, what the concerns are, what their fears are, what their insecurities are, what their outside of work problems are too, so you can discuss the same things and, and really relate, that is when people will trust you and relate to you. And I promise you, I absolutely promise you, might not be instantly, but if you're consistent and you put the work in and you get the messaging right, you will reap the rewards from that. And Hugo is proof that that does work. What is your favorite business book? What a great question. I was never been a very fond uh, reader, to be honest, until uh, 2009 when somebody mentioned all your books to me. Um, maybe people have heard about an app called Goodreads. That is where you can actually uh, save your books. You can leave recommendations. You can check out how other people have rated the books. And I was only the other week, I was updating uh, the list and I came to 283 books in the <laughs> last uh, nine years. Just, just the ones, fine. And now That's you're <laughs> asking me, what is your favorite business book? And so often people ask me, uh, Hugo, which book do you recommend? I've read a lot of autobiographies because I think they're great. Um, they're, there's lots of examples in there, lots of warnings, things to do, things not to do. And a fascinating uh, book, uh, autobiography, is opened by Honor Agassi, probably by far uh, the best autobiography. If you talk about personal effectiveness, um, on the number one spot still for many years for me is The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People by Stephen uh, R. Covey. And has that directly impacted your business, your coaching business? It has impacted my life. In, in what way? Um, the way we are dealing, uh, the way I'm dealing with other people, the way, I'm, the way I'm dealing with relationships. And sometimes we read books not to discover something new, but sometimes to confirm what we already know. Mm. And I think that's why sometimes it's even good to read the same book over and over again so that you reinforce uh, your learning. And with regards to uh, business books, and especially when we talk around uh, this topic, we're talking about personal branding. We're talking about to become known. So I think two books are really worthwhile to mention there. Uh, the first one is um, Known by Mark Schaefer. Uh, it's a great practical book with lots of insights about personal branding and what you can do. Obviously, personal brand, for those that know me and, and my business, Credibility Coach, is all about creating that identity, building your credibility, knowing who you are as a coach and who you are targeting and then creating a strong marketing message for that. Um, and that's what my Kickstarter program does for coaches. So you saying that, sharing them sort of resources, again, just validates everything and just really stresses the absolute importance of standing out in the coaching marketplace because otherwise everyone just tries to be like everybody else, tries to be all things to all people and that means we don't, attract clients let alone the right sort of clients for our business thanks for sharing them and just so everybody knows all of the links for the resources that are mentioned throughout this podcast episode will be linked in the show notes so just head over to credibilitycoach.com go to the podcast section and you'll find today's episode and you'll be able to click the links and see all the resources that hugo and i mentioned during this episode this is the credibility coach podcast Okay, Hugo, we are crashing back down to reality now. We're just going to do some hard-hitting, quick-fire questions 
about coaching in general. Okay, so what is the one thing that is really exciting you right now in your coaching business? That I see my clients grow from the, to the next level. How are you staying motivated and driven even during them times when you're on your own, really swimming against the tide? Um, I'm listening to motivational podcasts uh, where people are holding me accountable and putting the mirror in front of my face. And how do you continually and have the desire to do so improve yourself as a coach? I'm still listening podcasts. I'm still reading books. There is no um, there is no end to the learning. Do you have your own coach and or mentor that helps you out in your business? Yes, I have many mentors, but probably the one Peter Bulka, the transition guy is the one that is firing me on. And what was holding you back most from growing your business? Uh, that I thought that the coaching was about me and not about my client. Very, very good point. And what is the best advice you have ever received about coaching? Put the client first. Their challenges, their needs, because when you meet their needs, that is where you onto the jackpot. Brilliant. Do you have any resources or any websites or podcasts or books or anything at all that you would like to share with the listeners right now to help them grow and improve their coaching business? I have a few resources. And first of all, I have to give my credits to you, Mr. Sargent, because uh, you have showed these websites to me. One is the social media podcast uh, by Michael Steltzner. Uh, he's covering stuff that will instantly uh, help you and blow your mind on uh, based on social media. A website, meetedgar.com. If you want your uh, social media content being scheduled, then go to Meet Edgar and invest in their subscription because it's a fantastic tool. And finally, you see these lovely pictures uh, with quotes and stuff like that. Go to canva.com and check it out because that it was for me the discovery of 2016 and of course me edgar is basically a social media scheduling tool so if you ever wondered how people like hugo and myself and everyone else that's prominent on social media actually are managing to tweet and facebook and linkedin and everything like that on autopilot it's a scheduling tool meet edgar is without a doubt the industry best head on to credibilitycoach.com forward slash resources and you'll find lists there of all the tools that I recommend that I use in my business. I've used hundreds and hundreds of them over loads and loads of years and I've compiled a resource list of all of the best tools and resources. So credibilitycoach.com forward slash resources. Go there, check it out. Okay, and also canva.com is basically a, uh, a website that you log into for free and you can design graphics and pictures and you can put cool wording over pictures and it's got a database of royalty free images that you can use and they're really really cheap like a dollar or something like that to download and some of them are free too it's really really good it's really really uh, intuitive and easy to use don't be scared of it get on there give it a try it's free to use canva.com thank you for sharing that hugo you're welcome so where can people go to connect with hugo high well, obviously, you can go to my website, which is uh, hugohigh.com. So that's H-U-G-O-H-E-I-J.com. Or you can send me an email, hugo at hugohigh.com. But again, I am all over social media. So you can connect with me on Facebook, LinkedIn, or Instagram at hugohigh. Or you can simply Google me. And there will be another Hugo High because there is two. The other one is my retired medical professor cousin in Amsterdam, 
So any articles on pediatric surgery are his and not <laughs> mine, but most of the other stuff about team, about leadership and about coaching, uh, that will be me. Absolutely fantastic. And again, guys, just to let you know, all the links will be on the show notes for today's episode at credibilitycoach.com forward slash podcast. And you'll be able to just find all the, all the posts there for you as well. Now, Hugo, thank you so much for your time today. I've, I mean, I think it's fantastic how you've, you, you've got been so authentic and real and you've, you know, you let us know about, about your struggles, your successes, and obviously your social media and your strategies and stuff. But we're going to leave our listeners with one final gift, one final question. And that is, what advice do you have for any coaches listening right now that are just starting out or really struggling to grow their business? And maybe they're contemplating whether or not this is for them or not, or that they've just got the pressures from their family, the financial pressures, etc. What, what would you say to them people right now? Make sure that you find out what value you bring to the marketplace. And if you're not able to do that yourself, then work with somebody that can help you discover that. Hugo, thank you so much. I really appreciate your time. And uh, I look forward to speaking to you again very soon. Well, thank you very much for inviting me. And as always, it has been an enormous pleasure. All right, guys. Well, that was Mr. Hugo. Hi, I hope that you found value in that interview Hugo is a very inspirational person. He's very motivational to be around. He's a team and communication expert. He's very good um, at communicating and giving people that positive uplift that we need too, as well as all the other amazing traits he has. Hugo doesn't realize, I don't think, how inspirational his story actually is. The fact that he left the Netherlands at 33 with a young family was very successful and went on to become a coach and an inspirational speaker too. So I just want to say thank you again to Hugo for coming on the show. And I know that you're listening right now. And I just want you to know that you do have a major impact on people's lives around you. And to keep going uh, and sharing your wealth of experience and knowledge and also being real. Thanks so much. Guys, if you want to get involved, head over to the Facebook group Marketing Leadership for Coaches at credibilitycoach.com forward slash Facebook group. Come and get involved for bonus content, live streams, live Q&As, and loads of other stuff that is just too long to mention here on the podcast, but it's full of your peers. Come and say hello. Come and join the community that I am building over there. So what I say as well, a massive thank you to those of you that have left five-star reviews on iTunes. I very, very much appreciate it. On the UK store, we've had over 23 five-star reviews so far. It's only been episode number five. Over on the US store, we've had over 12. I'm absolutely humbled. I was just telling my wife, Sarah, the other night about how surreal it is. This project's been coming for a long time and we've finally got here and the reviews are just going off the charts. The feedback that I'm getting on social media via messages, via comments, by people sharing the content on LinkedIn, Facebook, etc. is just truly humbling. I'm so grateful. Please continue listening. Please continue getting involved. And I look forward to seeing you in episode number six. Stay safe out there, guys. Look after each other. Happy coaching. See you soon.